Good morning, Nelson. This is Matt and Andy, and uh, it is Friday. Kind of exciting, huh? Yes, very. Yes. So, well, unfortunately, we're still in crazy times. Uh, some in our industry can work and others can't. And uh, it's interesting. I talked to the guy uh, in New York, and they can't actually even go out until, I think he said, May 14th or May 18th. Uh, just crazy. So... Yeah, Wisconsin uh, is now our... on stay-at-home until Memorial Weekend, I think. Oh, really? They extended it there, too? Yep. Huh. I know some doc and guys in Wisconsin are working, however, or most are, I think. Interesting. Yeah, that, that, that's a big dilemma, right? Do we cause a big stink and make it known, or do we just let it ride and not say anything and some go to work? So. Right. I think in Minnesota, it just got to the point we all collectively made our phone calls and whatever, whether it was Nelson or Doc and Lift, individual Doc and Lift guys, we all just, like, as soon as it was out uh, and it was in the general public's eye, we just all, you know, went to town and, and did whatever we could, sent emails, phone calls, sheriffs, associations, departments, governors, house representatives, like everything, just called an email and did everything we could collectively as a group. And, and uh, however, it went down, the governor... Deemed, deemed us essential in Minnesota, so. Yep, good news. Good news for us, anyway. So what are we talking yeah, about sure. today? Today is, uh, let's just talk about using it your time where it makes you the most money. Okay. And I think that um, we've worked hard on this, and... Um, you know, some things, you know, like you're 80, 20, do, you know, do things that you're good at 80% of the time and things that uh, you're not good at 20% of the time. And I don't know that we've adopted that rule per se, like, yeah, that's all we do. Um, but I think we're definitely conscious of it and we make an effort to do things that we're good at. You know, we've really, since we started implementing the book traction at our shop, we've really, you know, it took a lot of things into account, but just, you know, where it, where it makes you the most money, I, there's been times where we've hired employees and it makes us no money. It's like a portion of our business that almost costs us money. So then it just allows you to analyze, uh, analyze that, that section. Can we, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk, let's about, talk about this for a second, because this was something but, that I think you and I argued about a couple years ago so i just want to break this down we never argue we never argue (laughs) (laughs) so matt used to do all the running we'll just call him the gopher for elite is what i like to call it he would take stuff to powder coat bring it back go get stuff from vendors and brainerd that we couldn't get delivered and it was just consuming so much of his time of not being at the shop. So we would go back and forth and I really wanted Matt to hire somebody to do the running, to be the person to go places and get things versus Matt doing it. And you finally hired that person (laughs) probably, what, two years ago? Yeah, probably. Yep. And I would say that person doesn't make us any money. It just freed up a lot of your time, right? Which... Which, in doing so, allowed us to make more money. Correct. Yep. Because I, you get to identify things at the shop that were going wrong. Uh, I mean, that, that whole thing, what you just talked about right there, led to us basically appointing a general manager at the shop. Correct. 
So keep going. What? Um, I just, I guess you said it, and I just want to reiterate it. I think there's no point in spending a bunch of time doing something that you don't enjoy that doesn't make you money. And I think business owners need to analyze that. Like if you're a one man show at some point, hopefully for you that you'll, you'll make enough money that you can delegate the things you don't enjoy doing or the things that don't make you a bunch of money or cut them out completely. I think think that, go ahead. I think there's also value in like a business owner identifying, um, their weaknesses. Like if you're not good at book work and you absolutely hate it, you don't stay on top of it. That's something you should delegate. You should hire somebody for that or subcontract it out. 100% agree. I think that, um, you know, just along these same lines, uh, whether it's book work or whatever, if, if you, if you suck at something and you do it, it shows, right? And, and there's, there's certain things that elite that I just won't do anymore because it shows and and the employees at the shop do such a better job than I do at it it shows and I won't uh deface our product if you will by by me touching it you know this kind of goes along with the same line of okay doing what you're good at or or um you know what what really makes you money and and I think becoming the best that you possibly can be at your task doing what, what Andy said and looking, looking inside and, and swallowing that pride and saying, Hmm, I am bad at that. Andy, you and I do this all the time, right? We'll call right. each other out. And it's like, eh, it's frustrating, but it actually, it, it lets your business grow. And, and a lot of times you and or your employees hold your company back and it's your, it's your responsibility as a business owner to recognize that, swallow your pride and fix it. Right. Right. So, so before we got on the call, Andy, I was just, I was thinking to myself, you know, just those things that have made money and allowed me, me to grow over the years. Uh, and the first thing that came to mind, um, you talked about hiring a runner, right. Um, to talk, but maybe more specific to a small doc and this guy, if they, if they want to grow, sure. A lot of us do landscaping. A lot of us do, you know, shoreline repair, Snow, snow removal, all those different things. And I, I did a number of those things also. But one of the things that really stuck out in my mind, which allowed me to retain my first key guy, right? Like I got, I was able to carry, take this guy and keep him um, the whole time was that canopy cleaning. Yep. And it allowed me to, you know, charge a customer and, and keep that employee employed all winter long, which honestly was the beginning decision, the beginning step that, really led us to where we're at today. You have any comments on that? No, keep going. So it, it just, you have to find every document that and this is for sure, different opinion, different demographic, who the customer they serve is different 30 miles away. I mean, it, it's astonishing. And you know, for, for me, it was training my customers to, Hey, clean your canopy, right? It right. uh, lengthens, the, lengthens the thread life and does all that. It looks nicer, number one. Plus, it, it lengthen, lengthens the life of your canopy. And, and that's all being a salesman, as much as you don't want to talk about being a salesman or whatever. It, it's all about being sales and providing that great customer service. And, and if you do that, and then, you know, then it led to, uh, you know, bringing all the canopies in. I could be way more organized because I was in control 
of that destiny by having all the canopies and batteries. Uh, storing canop or batteries is another thing, right? Doing maintenance on those batteries over the winter, charging them up before you get them, you know, put them out in the spring. Having that battery that you load tested before you left the shop that you know know is good, right? So when you go to that customer's job, you know that their boat lift's going to go up or down or wherever you need it to do. So just just getting doing those things that let you make the next step as a business owner is is key. And I, I want to touch on one more thing too, Andy. Okay. On um, you know the owner of a business and you know making making the business decisions that we do on a daily basis. And, um, you know, along the same lines of canopy cleaning and that sort of thing, you know, spending time to get organized and to really become the best that you can possibly be at your craft. We all know business owners where you, you look at them and you're like, wow, that guy, that guy or gal has it going on, right? Like they, they just know so much. How do they do that? And I think that's really changed in both of our lives. You know, obviously we have two different job roles, but doing those things that make you really good. Back in the day for dock and lift, I, I felt like I was one of the only dock and lift guys. There, there was a couple of us, but very few that know all the part numbers that they actually service. And it, it always frustrated me to like, why don't you understand? You do this bunk setup all the time, or you do this, or you do that setup. And I always used to frustrate me that my employees never would learn that. Like. Why don't you know what this bunk kit is? Is it an SSNA kit, right? Like way old school back in the day, or is it a new school, you know, HA0132? What? Like, I don't, just getting good at that specific and knowing those things is super important if you really want to get good at your craft. Do you have any references, like maybe on the book side of things that would help out, you know, not maybe, maybe a business owner, but also some of their staff? Um, I definitely think getting organized is. A huge priority. Just if you think about it from an employee standpoint, does somebody want to come to work when nothing is organized? No. Nobody wants to sit there with nothing to do and twiddle their thumbs. They want to be busy throughout the day and being organized is key. A business owner or a manager needs to have things organized for their employees so they're not just standing around because everything goes downhill when people start standing around. This is great. So uh, Andy has been social distancing herself just because of circumstances and, 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 uh, she can do most of her, her job from home and we're happy to oblige there. While you were gone, I had a meeting with Doug and Shane and two managers at leaders at elite. And it was along that same thing about being organized. Those guys used to be on my doc and lift crew. And then one of the reasons why they loved working for me was because Every morning when they came to the shop, Doug would always come in an hour before anybody else, and he'd help me get the barge doing preventative maintenance. You know, he'd help me get everything ready, you know, ice, waters, all those things. And he used to love it because every morning I came in as a leader of the, of the company, right? Yeah, sure, the owner, but the actual, you know, the guy that got things ready. And I would have a list of every job name that we're going to do that day, plus some extras, plus I had it all in order of the shoreline, right? Like, this is how we're going to do it. And yep. that's one of the reasons why they loved working for me was because of that. And now when they become leaders at the shop, I think it's ironic that I have to remind them, and I did it while you were gone. I'm like, hey, you want to be the best that you can be? Swallow that pride. Be why you follow me as a leader. Because I'm super organized and anal, 
you should be the same thing. You want all those guys to respect you that are underneath you? This is one of the ways you can do it. So I agree with you 100%. Organization is, I mean, it's everything from wanting to work there to leadership to, I mean, there's just so many things that organized do. Right. Once you get organized, you can have a routine. Like your your routine is important. Mostly like, just like you said at the beginning of it, of your day, like how I, I just, I remember Doug coming in and he would always um, wash the barge before you guys left and he would get yep. the cooler ready. You would write your list for the day of the jobs you were doing and then you'd have a little meeting with everybody before you left. It, and at the end of the day, you would hand me all the names that you did and we would do that. I would do the billing that night. You would go through them the next morning. It was, it was a routine. Like people got billed, there was money coming in. It just went smoothly. Did it not? It did. And that's where a lot of business owners get overwhelmed. Right. And I think at that point we didn't get overwhelmed because we were organized. It makes it so much easier because when you sit down and take the time to get organized, it makes everything infinitely easier. Like, you know what you're going to do the next day. So I would make my list for two days, right? Yep. So depending on when, doing all those things, right? And I just kind of guessed the second day, but it's, it's usually pretty close, right? Like, hey, I'm going to do this and this. So that I, you know, the guys always knew what we're going to do the next day, but it also gave me, I, I didn't have to worry about it so much. It was like, okay, my next day is already planned out. And yep. I think it's very important to do so, and it's very important in my opinion, you, you've made a key point here, billing that night, right? Like I set all the jobs down that we did, make little notes or whatever I had to, you would bill it. This is one of the big steps for me as a business owner to let that go, and I apologize now, like obviously back in the day, I didn't have it all figured out on your end of things, and we, we muddled our way through it, right? Um, yeah. How do, how do the dock and lift guy get how he used to bill all the time and just do it quick to getting it into a system where someone else, you know, took over the reins on actually billing? And and to be quite honest with you, we did what? We had like dock drawings, layouts, that sort of thing, right? So every customer, yeah. we knew every bumper went to whatever color canopy. We knew all those different things for both of us, right? So that just goes down to the more organized and detailed you can be, your business is just that much easier to run. True. So, real talk. When um, everything went down, what, let's see, about four weeks ago, we did get yep. derailed from our routine at Elite. We used to have weekly meetings, and that kind of fell apart. You know how great it was to come back to that and get back on track? I mean, I'm just trying to keep it real for everybody. Yeah, we have a routine. We follow it. But we did get derailed, right? Oh, oh it was ugly. Yeah. And, it, and it affected the business, too. It did. It did. It did. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, so coming back, I mean, our first, what, yesterday was our second? Our second elite weekly meeting. meeting. So, I mean, yep. we're, so just so our listeners know, we're super anal about it, right? And I, I'm the kind of person, I hate being late. In fact, if you're, if you're an employee and you're supposed to be at a meeting at 8 o'clock, and you show up at 8.02, there's nothing that boils my blood more than that because it's a lack of respect for everybody's time, right? right. So, um, but yesterday was our first, our second elite meeting, and I can't believe the difference from the when we first started getting back into it, you know, a week and a half ago to our meeting yesterday. Getting back to that routine, which is on the same day, same time, each week, 
and each it's different, right? So we have um, me, Andy, and Shane have a meeting just kind of higher end, higher level stuff to talk about, and then Shane will have a meeting uh, with all the guys in the shop, all the leaders in the shop, and kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do for the week. What are your issues? All those different things, right? And we're very systematic about it. True. And you're right, Andy. We got derailed, and it does feel really good uh, to get back into it. It makes our workday that much easier to be focused. We know what's going on for the week. It's so much easier to run your business. It gives us a specified time for communication. Like I might talk to a customer and know when they're coming to pick up their boat or you might, but we haven't shared that with Shane and he doesn't know when something needs to happen so that this boat is ready to go. This customer's coming on this day at this time, right? Correct. And just to also yeah, put this into perspective, we don't answer the phones. Like Matt does not answer his cell phone. We don't answer the landline. We have somebody else do it when we're in a meeting. Rarely do we get interrupted by employees because now they know that this is our time. This is our meeting. We just try to commit it's, that time yeah. to, e- to each other to get done with this meeting. It's super, super important. I can't stress how important it is to set this this aside, right? Sure. Some of the some of the people listening are, you know, more than a one man show. They have two or three crews or do whatever, right? And that's it's even more important to have a weekly scheduled meeting. The bigger you are, the bigger you are, the more meetings you should have scheduled on a weekly basis. I think I have uh, four different meetings. I think a week, Andy, where it's a scheduled time. It is nobody bugs me. If they knock on the door at this point, I ignore them. And unfortunately, I mean, truth be told, when we're in a meeting, a lot of times the phone doesn't get answered and it kind of sucks, but whatever, we do our best to call back. So, but it is that important to have this meeting because it just, it gives the company direction where to go for the week. And we also talk about quarterly things and yearly things, whatever. It's just, it's an important meeting that we would urge every company to do. And it's about respecting time too. Like we're respecting each other's time. That's right. And if you're a single, you know, a single crew operator, you're owner operator, you go out there, you do all those things. uh, It's really easy at that point, right? Because you're with the crew every day, all day long. So they kind of know the system, but it's important if you intend on growing to start implementing some sort of system with the new crew lead, right? Or maybe there's two people that might be the the new leader of the crew and, and navigating your way through that. It's really good when you get in these meetings and in these settings to figure out who is the most professional who is all these things, who, who knows those part numbers, who knows these things, who's willing to swallow their pride to progress themselves. And all those things as business owners, we have to decide, you know, which employee is going to step up, which one isn't, where should I put this, the right, you know, person, putting the person in the right uh, seat in the bus, doing all those things. And being organized helps all that. Yes. Okay, yes. so I kind of want to end on something fun today. Okay, what's the fun thing? When... Bars and restaurants open again. Where's the first place you want to go, and what's the first thing you want to order? <laughs> Interesting. Well, if I really had my choice, it would be my wife and I went on vacation in December or something. There's this. They had a, a short rib burger in Florida. It was the most ama- amazing burger that I've had ever in my life. And while we were there, we had one every night. <laughs> it was crazy. But <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna do. How about you? I want to go to Boulder's in Walker, Minnesota, and order their crab-crusted grouper. 
I just I mm. love that meal. It's so freaking good. I've been there once. That is a cool place. All I right. agree. I love it. If you, you can hit us up on uh, Facebook and uh, let us know if you have any questions, any topics you want us to touch on. And uh, thanks for listening. Yep. Have a good day.